coming to you from the Dietitians and Nutrition Support Dietetic Practice Group. This is the DNS Member Podcast, where we explore topics relevant to our field. From support line content to nutrition celebrity interviews and everything in between, this podcast is where DNS members can go behind the scenes and explore the driving forces behind cutting-edge nutrition support. I'm your host, Christina Rollins. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the DNS podcast. My guest today is registered dietitian Lauren Chan, who quite frankly is the brains behind the DNS YouTube channel, which currently has over 2,800 subscribers and well over 80,000 views since its creation in 2018. And I actually fact-checked that number, so I want to repeat it again so you all heard me correctly. 80,000 views. So that, that's just insane. And really, it is a credit to Lauren and her expertise in this area building this channel. Lauren joined our leadership team a few years ago as a student coordinator, and since then has done a tremendous amount of work in the background to create and maintain a really fantastic YouTube presence on behalf of DNS. Not only is she building the brand of the registered dietitian as a nutrition expert, she's creating a ton of great educational content targeted to help dietetic students and new practitioners build competency in the basics of nutrition support. When she's not blowing up YouTube, Lauren is working on her PhD in human nutrition at Oregon State University. Her research focuses on using bioinformatics to determine nutrition factors impacting reproduction. Lauren, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Christina, thanks so much for having me. So I I really would like to hear what inspired you to create the DNS YouTube channel? Well, like you kind of mentioned, the sort of mission behind the DNS YouTube channel was to create a, an opportunity for the kind of undergrad dietetic intern and new practitioner uh, population of folks uh, to get some access to resources that would help them to really feel like they had a strong foundational understanding of nutrition support. Um, and be able to hone in their skills in nutrition support. And so this was kind of coming from the background of me being a graduate student in MSDI program, thinking to myself, wow, nutrition support is so cool and so interesting and also really daunting. I mean, we, I think we can all say like, yeah, I've done some menstrual feeding or I've done some parental work and and that's great. But looking at the entire field in general, it, it just is so complex. And there are so many people who have such high level skills it just feels really scary sometimes when you are a new person trying to say, I'm, I'm going to be an expert too, you know, and it's, there's such a great capacity for all of these individuals who are interested in nutrition support to become those experts. Uh, but sometimes when you learn it in class or you work with a preceptor and you get that information, it doesn't always stick the first time. Maybe you need a chance to revisit that information and hear it again or practice it a few times over. And I really think that the YouTube channel is an opportunity for us to make not only videos about foundational skills so that someone can learn something, but so that we can keep reinforcing those foundational skills so that those individuals who want to become nutrition support practitioners in the future can really gain the expertise, hone in on it, and have the ability to keep moving forward in their career path. 
So you refer to your topics as, you know, complex and foundational, and I wholeheartedly agree. And I think if for any of our listeners who have checked out the YouTube channel, I know that you've seen that really Lauren is taking some pretty complex topics and making them really super easy to understand. So Lauren, are you working on this project independently or are there other people also in the background that are helping to produce the content? This is most definitely a team effort. Um, I think a lot of the times, you know, I might be more or less the like face of the YouTube channel. Like I'm the person that you see in a lot of videos, um, but this is definitely a whole team of folks that help us to uh, contribute to this channel. Um, so I have a few dietitians that I work with when it comes to brainstorming ideas, um, outlining a video as we're getting ready to film it. Um, people who have obviously worked, if you've seen our channel, there's plenty of folks who have contributed and helped create videos with us. Um, so it's definitely a whole process just to make the video. And then we also have folks at the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics that work with us that review all of our videos and make sure that they feel like they're up to code um, and are something that's gonna be great for all of our uh, viewers. So most certainly group effort, definitely not just me. And I'm really thankful to have such a supportive team uh, coming from DNS to help me produce this. Walk us through the life cycle of a video, starting with how you and your team are generating those ideas to the point when you publish the final content online. So typically we start with a kind of brainstorming at the beginning of our year, which is kind of along the fiscal year. So we normally are looking at it at the beginning of summer. Um, and we try to plan for general topics we're interested in talking about for the entirety of the year. So this is anywhere from 10 to 12 topics. We hope to make a video every month is sort of our goal. Um, so we try to map out those topics and map out kind of maybe a video series that we might be interested in uh, taking into account also some viewer recommendations we might have had in recent history or just areas that are really new and up and coming in nutrition support. Um, so we, we look at all those pieces, kind of pick our top ones that we're most interested in uh, creating videos for. And then we move more to a monthly schedule where each month we create outlines for each of the videos and we talk through all the bits and pieces that we really think are important uh, to include for each of those video topics. And then once me and some other dietitians that I work with from DNS have kind of uh, settled on how the outline is gonna look, uh, depending on who's gonna be a part of the filming process, then we start to make plans for that. So if it's just me, then I go about filming uh, on my own and I get all of my materials ready for my what I call raw footage um, and if we're working with someone else then we're coordinating with them to get all that raw footage filmed uh, so that we can start to edit it down. So we take all our raw footage, we edit it down, and we make what I always hope will be the final product. It isn't always the case because sometimes there's still some later changes we need to make. Um, but we take that product and we send it out to all the people who are involved so they can, of course, have final say in what gets posted. And we also send that to uh, the Academy and the Lifelong Learning Committee. We'll review that before we get approval to post on YouTube. So then once we've made any changes that we have from Lifelong Learning Committee, anybody else who's involved, or somebody who's like, oh my gosh, we totally missed this big thing that we have to put. Um, once we've done all that settling and have come to some final item uh, that we think is going to be great, then we finally get to post it to our YouTube channel. 
And then we also do a little bit of advertising through the DNS channels. So that's why you might see us uh, with posts coming through on eBlast or LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all those things talking about our new YouTube video. And then past that, we just uh, keep an eye out for comments on videos, questions on videos, and try and make sure we're um, answering those to the best of our ability. And in your process, are you um, providing CPE? So do, do learners get contact hours for participating? We have not yet launched into the realms of providing CPE, but it's definitely an area where we're kind of thinking maybe that's a direction we could go. Um, it is a little tough when we're, we're aiming for a population that is maybe kind of graduating into being able to apply for CPE. So if we're really targeting kind of undergrad dietetic intern, it's like a really nice setup for them to be used to maybe doing something that's similar to continuing education. And then as they are becoming a registered dietitian, then they they would start be seeking out CPE. Um, so definitely something we've talked about, but not something we've yet been able to implement. And what do you see as the benefits of using, you know, the video education approach versus other platforms available like webinars, textbooks, you know, in-person or virtual classes, that kind of thing? Well, I think I, maybe I'm biased because I personally prefer to watch videos when I'm learning things. Um, but I think videos are a really unique modality to be able to provide education because you have both the visual and the audio kind of happening. So you can see something panning out on your screen. Uh, you could be writing alongside with it. You could be listening to it. Um, and there's something about videos that I think people really like in the sense that they're considered asynchronous. So you you can watch a video in the morning that I only, you know, if I only like to learn it in the evenings, then I can watch it in the evenings and we can all watch the same video and get the same information, but be doing it at different times. I can pause it along the way. I can jot some notes. I could go back and rewatch it. So there's just a lot of um, kind of versatility that comes with working in a, a video-based platform. Um, I think also you'll see that videos, at least in the YouTube setting, have a really wide range of how long they are. So you see things that are a minute long, like we're trying to get every single speck of information super quick. And then you see videos that are almost an hour long that are trying to explain something really complex that it may take you a little bit of a you know, while to get through all of the different pieces that you're trying to learn. So I think there just uh, is a wide range of the different ways that people will approach creating videos uh, that maybe make it a little bit different than if you were to sit in a webinar, most of the time they're an hour. Sometimes that doesn't always jive with people. Most of the time you're looking at slides, sometimes that's not fun, you know? So this gives us a little bit more flexibility to be uh, kind of engaging. And we're also, you know, telling you all the things and doing a little bit of the work for you. You don't have to read it yourself. You don't have to try and interpret all the things yourself. Like there's always someone with you kind of going through it along the way. Even if I made the video a year ago, like I'm, you can still contact me over comments too, which is kind of a unique way to uh, keep engaging with folks that are maybe using this platform that, you know, you don't call up the author of your textbook every other week and ask them questions. So yeah, just a lot of kind of unique things about being in a video-based platform uh, that maybe you can't achieve with other uh, modalities. 
Well, and I personally think that, you know, the nice thing about having a YouTube presence is we know that that's where a lot of learners are going to anyway for information. And I have to say earlier today, I overheard one of my children asking um, Alexa for some help with his math homework. So, you know, we know that we're using, you know, voice commands, we're going to YouTube, we're just Googling. And, you know, I, I personally think that it's really nice to know that DNS is putting out some legitimate content into that, into that environment, because if people are going to be searching anyway, you know, I think we have a responsibility to make sure that what they're finding is credible information. Absolutely. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's definitely a technological age. And a lot of people, I mean, you can see there's plenty of research that they've done that, you know, the Gen Z group of kids coming through, they just really like to use technology, and they like to be able to get a lot of information fast and in multiple different ways. And, you know, this is just one of those platforms that helps to kind of support the multimodal uh, learning varieties that we're seeing be so popular in younger generations that are, you know, predominantly the people who are in education systems at the moment. So. so I wanted to read to you some of the comments that I found on the DNS channel. And it really kind of in the in the thought of why do you think people are reacting the way they are? So one user named Jake said, I'm currently binge watching and I am so happy with this exclamation point. Um, and another another person named Rachel said, I watched so many YouTube videos, but yours are truly the best that I found. You explain it so well. Thank you so much for your videos. And then Diego said, thank you so much for the explanation. Things are not clicking in my mind, but after watching this video, I feel like Einstein. So what's your reaction when you see these kinds of comments? It's honestly shocking to me. I mean, I feel like when I started this project, I was like, yeah, maybe there's somebody out there that like might want some videos about nutrition support. But I mean, we have had such you know, amazing support coming from across the country and honestly across the globe. Like we have viewers, I was counting yesterday in preparation for this. And I saw we have viewers from over 40 different countries that are watching our channel and engaging with us. And I just really think that you know, it's, it's spectacular to see a group of, uh, you know, nutrition and dietetics focused individuals really taking charge in their own education and saying, you know, I want to be that person who is an expert in nutrition support, and I want to be the best practitioner possible. And they're really, you know, putting in the work to find credible resources and to make sure that they can get that information so that they can be, you know, kind of the best person possible for their patients. So it's really awesome to see folks that have, you know, taking this in stride and subscribe to our channel and, and want to keep, you know, seeing content in this fashion. And who knows, maybe in the future we'll be content creators themselves because, you know, we are always looking for more folks to be able to provide credible information on platforms that are not necessarily always as credible. So it's, it's really great to see um, such positive reinforcement coming from our viewers. And YouTube does give some, I think, some unique offerings as far as accessibility. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with closed captioning and if there's anything else kind of in the horizon as far as that goes? 
Yeah, so we have started this year um, off on the uh, front of trying to be as inclusive as possible with the videos uh, that we're offering. So one of the things that YouTube used to offer is the ability for anyone who's a viewer um, to submit edits to our closed captions. So if you're not familiar with YouTube, they have some auto-generated closed captions or subtitles that they provide on their videos. And that's just from, you know, the computer hears the video happening and tries its best to caption uh, what the video is saying. And if you've ever watched through a video, you've probably noticed that there's some errors uh, that can occur. And sometimes they are, you know, not that difficult to deal with. Like if you're ever talking about genes like DNA genes, it may be spelled like J-E-A-N-S and, you know, we're not talking about pants, right? But anyway, um, outside of those silly mistakes, there can also be super critical mistakes in which they do not portray the information accurately at all. And if you're a person who relies on closed captions to be able to understand what's happening in our videos, that can be super detrimental to your ability to actually know what's going on and get the information that you're looking for. So this year we have um, teamed up with another dietitian who is going to be helping us to create um, accurate closed captions. So we're gonna be taking all of the auto-generated ones, making sure they're as accurate as possible um, and reflect all the information that we're trying to provide and then getting those uploaded onto our channel. So hopefully across the next few months, you will see um, more accurate closed captions coming uh, to hopefully make the watching experience a little bit better for folks. And I understand that you and you know, our other colleagues with DNS have been doing some research related to outcomes associated with this type of education. So can you tell us about that study and what you found out so far? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there are a few of us at DNS who are interested in understanding a little bit more about uh, video-based education content and how we might be able to maximize learning outcomes for folks um, from our YouTube channel and kind of understanding, you know, what are people looking for in their learning and what do people want from a video-based platform as well as, you know, are there any good ideas that they have for future videos that we can use to make sure we're catering our content to viewers. Um, so last year in 2020, we launched an online survey that went out to DNS members and they were able to uh, respond uh, with information regarding their preferred learning modalities. So if it was videos, in-person lectures, audio, etc as well as they got a chance to uh, kind of describe their experience using YouTube, if they'd ever been on the website before, if they'd used it for learning, um, if they liked using it, um, and then also their experience with our channel. You know, have they been able to watch some of our videos? Did they like our videos? How long would they want a video to be? And then, you know, any topics that they could be interested in. So this was a good way for us to kind of understand, you know, what type of learners are we seeing amongst um, our general group of DNA? members and hopefully that might translate to the larger audience of dietitians as well. We see that although a majority of folks are definitely more geared towards in-person learning, which I think many would argue is, you know, kind of the standard for education, except for maybe this year, because obviously we've had a little bit of um, some changes seen in our education systems, uh, but I think a lot of people are really comfortable with in-person learning. 
so that was the majority of folks. But second up was actually video-based learning. So people do seem to prefer, uh, and that was when people were choosing their very first preference. So a lot of people do like video-based learning um, as maybe a second choice to in-person learning um, and being able to maybe kind of see things uh, again and again. Uh, it seemed as though folks like to be able to rewatch videos um, and be able to kind of pause and stop and go as they liked. Uh, so we also found that the folks who from the respondents for our survey, uh, individuals that like in-person lectures tend to be individuals with a few more practice hours. Uh, so they have been working as a dietitian for longer. And they also corresponded to a higher uh, age range, which kind of makes sense if you've been practicing for longer potentially. Um, and then we also see that the video-based group is, is maybe a few of the younger dietitians and less practice years. So that could be generally if they were thinking about our channel, maybe they've engaged with our channel because it's more foundational skills, or maybe in general, we're just seeing uh, individuals who are younger being more likely to engage with a platform like YouTube and be more interested in video-based learning. What do you see coming up? You know, we're coming close to that end of the fiscal year that you mentioned earlier. So what do you see coming ahead in the remainder of 2021? And then as we move into 2022 with this, with this education? So some of the things that we have planned, at least for the end of this year and probably the start of the next fiscal year, we're hoping to do um, some more videos that are focused on case studies. I think a lot of people are really interested in seeing more case studies specifically for kind of those more challenging critical care cases. Um, so hopefully some more of those definitely have at least one or more videos coming up on electrolyte management because I think a lot of people are uh, if, if you're well-practiced, you may be like, electrolytes are so easy, but if you are new to electrolytes, i.e. me, um, it can be really daunting and scary. So it is great to see some more examples of that. So we have that on the docket. And then we're also hoping to potentially come out with some videos that will break down a nutrition focused physical exam a little bit more simply so that we can continue to have um, some of those education pieces that may be happening kind of at the dietetic internship level um, to just keep reinforcing how we can have, you know, culturally competent nutrition focused physical exams happening. So lots of things on the docket and we're always open to new ideas. So we're always looking to viewers to uh, make recommendations for things that they'd like to see. Um, and of course, you know, trying to come up with thoughts that, you know, whatever we think viewers wanna see um, and asking for feedback from folks. So we are always available on YouTube and you can always leave a comment for us and I will read them all and then try and make you a video. Very good. Well, thank you for all of this really great information and for your many contributions to DNS and to the field of dietetics. Thanks, Christina. Listeners, if you haven't already done so, please be sure to check out the um, DNS YouTube channel by going to youtube.com or by downloading the app and you can simply search for DNS DPG. I'm Christina Rollins. Thanks for listening.